Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Praise God. It is so wonderful to uh, find victory where there's just been defeat and failure. In the world, Jesus said, you'll have tribulation. He said, but be of good comfort. I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. And he has given us the peace. Not like you can't find this peace in the world. You can't find it in a pill or a bottle or in a possession or in a fleshly experience. You can only find it in him. And he, say, he talks about it as the peace in Philippians that passes understanding, keeping your heart and mine. And so that is accompanied with the faith that we keep talking about because we which have believed do enter into rest. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom, and let's practice this today. Let's cast all of our cares and worries and anxieties over on Him. Let's resist every fear, and let's receive his peace, and let's relax and recline on the everlasting arms and rest and trust in the faithful God who cannot lie and fail. Father, all of us do. We come to you thanking you that we're able to know you, thanking you that you have chosen us and enabled us to receive you and believe on you. And reaching out to you, Lord, to, to grasp more understanding of your ways and to walk closer to you and to trust in you more, to, to utilize and use the measure of faith that you've given us so that it grows and becomes much greater. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you would look in Hebrews, the third chapter, let's continue in our study that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. Verse 12 of Hebrews 3, Hebrews 3, 12, he said, Take heed, brethren, so he's talking to Christians, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. He, he cautioned against being stubborn and unwilling and unpersuadable. And he said, don't let that happen to you. Verse 18, to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not, them that believed not. Why didn't they believe? It was their choice. It was their decision. They believed not. When they could have, 
believed. Now, how do we know that's the case that they could have believed? Well, for one thing, we know God is fair. He wouldn't require something of somebody they can't do. Is God fair? Is he reasonable? Is he just? Yes. So he's not going to be upset with them when they didn't trust him when they were not able to do it because of their circumstances. They were just overwhelmed and they weren't able to do it. We also know Joshua and Caleb, for instance, were in the exact same situation the other guys were in. They saw the same giants. They saw the same walled cities and had a completely different response, didn't they? In fact, the Bible said about Caleb, he had a different spirit, another and a different spirit. Different from what? The spirit of fear, the spirit of unbelief versus the spirit of faith, the spirit of victory, the spirit of the overcomer. They saw the same thing. Is that happening today, you suppose? That people are, are seeing the same things. They're experiencing the same things. And a lot of people are just throwing up their hands going, there's no way, we can't, it's impossible, it'll never happen. And thinking, you get mad if you suggest that they have a different take and go, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, yeah, but there are other people going through the same thing that don't respond that way. Now, granted, it's not as many, <laughs> but there are some. God will always have, hallelujah, his remnant of believers. He'll always have his group. You know, when the prophet that time uh, was, uh, you know, ready to give up and quit. And he said, God, I'm the only one left. I'm the only. And in fact, he said, no, you're not. No, you're not. I got 7,000 here that haven't bowed the knee to Baal. And man, he was at a point, And I'm sure if you had visited that place, you would think, yep, God is gone from here. I mean, nobody. <laughs> There's no believers anywhere. And, and the prophet thought he was the last. No, God will always have more than you think. He'll always have believers in places that you wouldn't think there are any. He'll always have his witnesses and those that trust him. And it's because they made a different choice. They made a different decision. It goes on to say, verse uh, chapter 4, this wasn't written in chapter and verse, so it just flows into the next part. 4-1, we call it, let us fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Is he applying what happened to them, the truths and learned to us? He keeps saying, don't let this happen to you, and this applies to us. For, verse 2, he keeps saying it, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as to them. You might say, well, how was the gospel preached to them? That's a long time before Jesus came along. Well, gospel means good news. And it is the good news of the good things our good God has for us and has done for us. Did they hear any good news? Yes. Well, that's, that's gospel. What was the good news to them? God said, I got you. I'm your God. Just like I got you out of Egypt, I'm going to take you through this desert. I got a place picked out for you. You're going to have wells you didn't dig, houses you didn't build, vineyards and orchards you didn't plant. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be wonderful. Is that bad news or good news? What should you do when, you, when God gives you good news? You should have a party. Are y'all with me? If God tells you 
I got it for you. I've got it for you. You are set for life. What should you say? Oh man, get some ice cream and party hats. Is that right? What? Is it time to celebrate? Well, what did they do? They cried. Is that right? They cried. They felt sorry for themselves. They said, there's no way. The giants are too big. The walls are too tall. Can you see what happened? Did they hear good news? Yeah, but keep reading. For unto us the gospel was preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Now that's sad. There's something as wonderful as the gospel. Something as powerful as the gospel do you no good. You heard it and you, it didn't benefit you at all. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. They didn't make the choice to believe it. They made the choice not to believe it. Joshua and Caleb made the choice to believe it. And it excited them. Is that right? Made them happy. And of course, you've got to remember, I'm talking about in Numbers 14, when they came back from spying out the land and they brought the good report. And, and Joshua and Caleb stood up and said, we can do it. Let's go get it. You understand? Not a battle has been fought over there yet. Right? Nothing has been done to accomplish it. And yet... Uh, Joshua and Caleb ready to have a party. Is that right? Ice cream, party hats. What's those things you blow, the whistle things, you know? Uh, they're, they're like, let's do it. Yeah, yay. And all the people said, no, we can't. You're crazy. We can't. There's no way. The news was too good for them. The news for them was too good to be true, too good to believe. And that is the case with millions today where God is concerned. They believe lies, they'll believe bad, but when you tell them, God, He'll save you, He'll forgive you, He won't even mention your sins to you anymore, He'll heal your body, He'll heal you physically. People go, yeah, that's just... Uh, that's a bit much. He'll pay you bills. He'll get you a car. Hallelujah. Folks go, ah, oh, no, I know you've gone too far now. See, it's too good for them to believe. What are they doing? The exact same thing. They don't accept the good news. The news is too good for them in their minds to be true. So they, they lay back into their negativism. They lay back into their hopelessness and go, no, no, you got to wake up and live in the real world. Things are bad and they're getting worse. And don't come here trying to stir us up and give us false hope. No, God's hope and good news and faith is not false. It is true. It is real. And it'll bring you out. It'll lift you out of your failure and your muck and mire. It'll raise you up. It'll give you victory. Do you believe it, class? He said, uh, verse 3, We which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, As I've sworn in my wrath, if they'll enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. 
when did God want them to go in and enjoy the land before he finished the foundation of the planet? God didn't just have an idea, you know, after they were in Egypt for 400 years and say, hey, let's try this. Mm -mm. He told Abraham four centuries before that he would bring his people out. And he did. The Bible says to the day, to the day that he told Abraham that. It happened. And so the works were finished from the foundation of the world. We were talking about this a couple of classes ago. Just because it was God's plan, even from before the foundation of the world, does that mean it has to happen? It didn't happen for them. Now, it did happen for the next generation. So it happened, but it didn't happen for them when it could have, should have. Keep reading. Verse 4, he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day, said, God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest... Seeing, therefore, it remains that some must enter therein to whom it was first preached didn't enter because of unbelief. Again, they were supposed to go in. But they didn't because of what? Class, because of what? Unbelief. They didn't go in. Again, he limits a certain time saying in David, today, today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. For if Jesus, now that's actually the, we'd say Joshua, but it's the same name. Did you know Jesus' name is Joshua? Or Yeshua? That, that's the same name. That's why here in the King James, is Joshua is translated Jesus. For if Joshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remains, therefore, a rest to the people of God. Is there still a promised land? Is there still a land and a life that flows with milk and honey? Yes. Huh? Yes. Where you've been given all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And he wants you to, to uh, prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Is there still good news? Yes. Is there still a good land yes. and a good life? Yes. Yes, he's redeemed us. He goes on to say, there remains, verse 9, a uh, rest to the people of God. For he that's entered into his rest, he's also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God, everybody say the word of God. The word of God. The Word of God. We're talking about uh, in the previous class, that was how the worlds were framed. By the Word of God, he said, it is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul, di dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God. The Word of God of truth, the word of life. Now I want you to go back, please, to uh, um, Matthew, the 17th chapter. We looked at some of this um, on previous class. 
But let's look at what was what was happening. I tell you what, this is also um, recorded in Mark nine. For time's sake, let's just do it that way. Mark nine. It's the same account, but uh, I mean same happening, but Mark's account. Mark nine is when uh, the man brought his son that had been having seizures to the disciples, and we read in previous class how that they, did, they failed to get him set free. And so then they asked why, and Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And, but then he went on to talk to them about, about faith and about how that you got to release your faith with your, your words. Two things I want us to get settled today or reaffirm today. Faith is a choice, we've said many times. Another way of saying that, faith is a decision. Well, that's what a choice is, right? So say it out loud. Faith, faith. Is, a is a decision. It's a decision. Now something else that's just as important, faith is an action. Uh, faith without action is dead, James talked about. So say that out loud. Faith, faith. Is, an is an action. So let's say those two together. Faith is a decision. Faith is an action. Let's say that together. Faith is a decision. Faith is an action. One more time. Faith is a decision. And faith is an action. It's a choice. Now you see that choice real clearly here in Mark 9 when they brought the boy to the disciples and they failed to get him set free. And in verse 18, the father said, I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out and they could not. Verse 19, Mark 9, 19, Jesus said, O faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. How many know that when man fails, God can still do it? Is that right? Just because people didn't get it done, that doesn't mean it's not the will of God. That just means somebody dropped the ball somewhere. And we've all come short, but it doesn't change the will of God. He said, uh, bring him to me. And they brought him to him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. He fell on the ground, wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came to him? And he said, of a child. Now, don't you find this interesting? This didn't shake Jesus. The boy went into a seizure and is wallowing around, foaming. And Jesus casually looks over at his dad and says, how long has this been going on? And, this, and, then, and the seizure's happening. The enemy always wants to make us panic, you know, because that's the opposite of faith. Faith is a rest. See, Jesus is, he's operating as a man, but he is confident the Father will show him what to do about this. Is that right? And when he does it, it'll work. He's confident of that. And so can you see, he talked about in Hebrews, we which have believed do enter into what? Rest. rest. So he's not panicky. He's not shaken. He's not, oh no, oh no, oh no. What are we going to do? Oh, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. You got to relax. And you got to rest in God. And you got to be confident. Uh, God's not shocked by this. He knows what to do. He'll show me right now. And when I do it, He's going to change it. 
And so that's what he said. He said, uh, he said, well, of a child. And he talked about what had happened. He said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us, the father said. So he thinks, it, he thought it was up to the disciples whether the boy could be set free or not, and they failed. So now Jesus is there, and he thinks it's up to him, but having just experienced failure with the disciples, he's not sure if Jesus can do anything about it either. So he says, if you can, have compassion on us and help us. But the Lord said to him, if you can believe, <laughs> all things are possible to him that believes. Can you see what happened? The man tried to put it in Jesus' hands. You know, here, do something if you can. And Jesus, to, you know, put it right back and said, uh-uh. <laughs> if you can believe, we can have something happen here today. So the reason I'm, I went through this again, where is this man at right now then? He, he tried to give it to the disciples. It didn't work. He tried to give it to Jesus. Now Jesus gave it back to him. If you can believe. What, what's got to happen right now? He's got to decide. Oh, come on class, do y'all see this? He's got to decide if he believes this or not. Come on, can you see it? And this is not, we have no reason to believe that this man is a theologian or that he prays a lot or any of that. Uh, and that's where people go wrong. Well, I, man, if I just, if I'd pray more, I'd have more faith. Not necessarily. The Bible didn't say faith comes by praying. Well, if I'd go to church more, I'd have more faith. Hopefully that'd be the case, but in a lot of churches it's not the case because you just hear about their ideas and social reform and that won't give you faith. But it's not like you have to know everything on the subject. Faith is not knowledge. Faith is a decision. You just got to make a decision about whether you believe this or not. And, and how long does it take to make a decision as to whether you believe something or not? Just like that. You decide, I believe it or I don't. It's a, it's a choice. It's a decision. The reason we're reading the story the reason it's in the book, because what? Straightway. What does straightway mean? We'd say right away or immediately, right? Immediately, the father of the child cried out with tears and said what? How, how, how was he able to believe? He decided to, right? He just decided to believe. Believe what? Now, this is not eight volumes on how to get your miracle. Huh? This is Jesus looking him in the eye and saying, if you believe, it's possible. All things are possible. If you believe, it's what's possible? Well, what he's wanting to happen with his boy. If you believe, it's possible. And the man looked at him about three nanoseconds. Is that right? And said, uh-huh, I believe it. Then he went on to say, help my unbelief. I got something going on here too, but I don't believe that. I don't choose that. I'm choosing this. 
Because see, what's it? his head and, and the past years of all the failures and, and all the troubles and, and then the disciples just failing just a few minutes ago and all that, all that's trying to bombard his head and going, this can't work. You're just getting your hopes up for no reason. This will never happen. This is impossible. And, and he said, help me with all that stuff. But I believe. Oh, friend, this is one of the most wonderful things because you read the rest of it and Jesus uh, ministered to the boy and he was completely set free, which means you can have faith in a moment, just deciding to believe and that faith will work when you say it and act on it, even with thoughts and feelings of contradiction and reasoning and unbelief harassing you. Faith in your heart and faith in your mouth will get miracle results even with thoughts of doubt and fear and feelings harassing you. Is that good news or is that good news? Huh? Why? Because this is that potent stuff we've been talking about that even a mustard seed size can move a mountain. Well, of course it could, because the full measure creates planets and stars. Is that right? So certainly, I mean, what, how big is a mountain compared to a planet or a galaxy huh? or the universe? I mean, a mountain would be microscopic compared to a galaxy. I mean, if you zoomed out to where you could see the galaxy, ain't no way you're seeing a mountain in there. And so if faith created all that, no wonder that even a mustard seed amount of that universe creating faith could rip a mountain up and relocate it, right? If you use it, if you make the choice to believe and if you take the action to say it. Can you, can you see that happen? I mean, that happened in seconds right here. When Jesus looked at the man and said, no, basically, what do you mean if I can do anything? If you'll believe, it's possible. And boom, boom, the man said, I believe. Help me with this unbelief. I believe. He, he believed it. He made the decision to believe and he took the action to say it. And that's all Jesus needed. That is all he needed to move in and deliver that boy and heal him and restore him and their life is changed forever. Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. But can you see instead of doing this, you got so many people deliberating and mental stuff and how about this and I'm struggling with this and I don't know about that. They never made a decision to believe or never taken an action to proclaim it and say it and act on it. Said out loud, I have, I have inside, me inside me a measure, a measure of God's own faith. God's own faith. The God kind, of faith. God kind of faith. The faith that created the planets. The created the planets. I, have I have some of that inside me. Inside me. I choose to use it. I choose to believe. And to act on my faith. And to declare it. And to decree it. And to proclaim it. And to do it. And it will come to pass. And all things are possible. To them that believe. And I believe. 
Hallelujah. Woo! Now you about convinced me too. You have convinced me. Our time's up again today. Oh, there's a lot more to see. So come back tomorrow. We'll see you here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.